0: Santa, can you hear me? My winter nights are taken up by static.
1: Welcome to Iconography, The Original Doll. I'm your host, James Rodriguez. On the show, I unpackage music by your favorite creatives and more. And at the same time, we give back to charity. For more information, join me on Instagram, original.dal. Big shout out to my Patreon patrons. You all rock. I truly appreciate the support. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it. We're going to get right to the show. We're going to be talking with the producer, songwriter, and demo singer of Britney Spears is my only wish this year, Josh Schwartz. And we're going to be talking about the evolution and story of Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. My name is James Rodriguez. This is Iconography, the original doll. (laughs) Producer and songwriter Josh Schwartz on his song with Britney Spears, My Only Wish This Year. How did this song get created? I
2: think we were had a meeting about something else, like it might have been Aaron, and I was in the room with, uh, I want to say it might have been the president, it might have been Clive or Barry or one of the guys who ran the company. It was Clive Calder and Barry Weiss, the two main guys, right? and i vaguely remember one of them saying we need a christmas song for britney i can't remember if it was them or the public one of the, somebody in publishing could have been anybody but um, i think they said it was for a compilation
1: rewinding back to october 2000 a press release was sent out and it said britney and sync backstreet more team up for the holidays If you've been waiting for Britney Spears and NSYNC to come together and pepper your holiday season with a shimmering, sparkling dose of pop, then you're about to be a very happy reader. These acts are teaming up with the Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, Whitney Houston, TLC, Tony Braxton, Santana, Monica, Steps, Joe, R. Kelly, Pink, Dave Matthews Band, Donnell Jones, Dido, for a holiday collection titled Platinum Christmas. And it arrives through Jive Records November 14th
2: that was the original release but it was released like 50 more times it was released on now that's what i call christmas on the and it sold like four or five million copies just kept kept coming out and i was like wow this is wild this christmas music stuff um so they approached us they just said give us something really cool for britney and at the time everything was like you know the instinct stuff and the backstreet stuff my buddy andy wrote um, a bunch of the Christmas songs for Backstreet and then sent great songs to um, like One More Christmas, Don't Want to Spend One More Christmas Without You. My buddy, and- Andy Fromm, um, he wrote like Spanish Eyes for Backstreet. He wrote a lot of really great songs. So I, I just remember, the one thing I do remember without wasting your, your time, because uh, I'll ramble, I, I kind of forgot. Please, <laughs> please, I love it. I remember when Brian and I said, let's, let's take a shot at this. Uh, I remember we said, let's unplug everything and get out of the studio. And I had an old upright piano in the dining room my old house like 20 something years ago. And uh we just sat there and we limited ourselves. We just cut the chord, you know, no guitars, no nothing, just the piano. And we said, let's kind of make it feel, let's kind of feel that Phil Spectre, 60s, darling love, uh, all that old 60s stuff. So we just kind of like got into that character of of style, you know, into that, that's what we went for when, when we and that was what we feel we kind of nailed it. But lyrically, it was a sad song when we first wrote it. It wasn't my only wish. It was something else. Um, Because I sang the demo and it wasn't those lyrics. We changed them like three times. You know, I remember the NR going, eh, it's a Christmas song. Come on, guys, be cheerful. And I think it was like, Santa, please don't break my heart or something. It wasn't Santa, that's my only wish. It was something totally different. And we rewrote it two or three times and then finally nailed it. I think I demoed it. And then we flew out to LA to record it with Brittany And she loved it. And I remember meeting her uh, that was the first time i met her when we recorded that i just remember like she was super famous at the time and it was still weird for us we're just these two dudes from a basement in new jersey right so she walked in she walked <laughs> in behind me i heard her voice and i was like oh god okay don't screw this up don't screw this up don't screw this up you know like we're sitting at the console getting ready to record her and uh she had her you know that that bucket hat she always wore back in those days that door open. she has my daughter yeah. my daughter wears it and now they're like back in style those awesome bucket hats like in the, the bottom of my broken heart and yeah. I hear her and she's like, hi y'all, how's everybody? You know, and I hear her behind me like, oh my God, hey, what's up, you know? And then um, she, she was up all night uh, recording the video for uh, Stronger, I think, or one of the cuts off the second album. So she's like, I haven't slept yet, y'all, so if you don't mind, can we just knock it out? I gotta go to bed. It was something like that.
1: In early October 2000, Britney Spears was filming the music video for Stronger. And at the same time, she would be recording the vocals for My Only Wish This Year.
2: We worked for about three or four hours and she was just awesome. We we took like Christmas lights out of storage, out of the studio storage and put them around. Oh, yeah, we cut it in the summer. So we got like cheap 99 cent Christmas lights. The studio happened to have some. And I think it was the same studio that Sinatra recorded. It was one of the ones on the other side by the Hollywood sign, like way down by the hill there. And, uh, you know, we wrapped the music stands and lights. And um, God, I, I think Green Day was in the room next door at the time. It was just like a really weird, uh, I think like JJP was in there with them. He wanted to meet her. Everybody wanted to meet her. It was just so wild. They were coming up to us though. These guys that we saw as legends, <laughs> like my Brian and I were just like, oh my God, Jack Joseph Puig, Green Day, or all these guys were like, they're like, hey, hey is it cool? Is it cool if we say hi? I'm like, you, you guys are, you're you. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make me the gatekeeper i'm an idiot you know don't, please don't do that to me so so it's just a weird surreal thing you know so we recorded and then we we went back to new york finished it up um i can't remember anything else uh, we just put the song out you know we mixed it and that was that but it it's i wish she had done a video i think it might have been a little bit more classic um like mariah's that song every year i uh you know, I go into a mall or I'm in CBS or something and I keep hearing it. My daughter's like, is that the song you wrote? My kids don't really grasp it because I kind of retired when she was four and my other kid wasn't born yet. So I kind of I kind of got out of it a little bit before all that.
1: You know? Well, and I think that to your point though, I think that it could have taken that song to a different level if it was given the full yeah. you know, single treatment because what's great is it hit radio. It hit radio and it's hard to get on radio. Mm-hmm. My Only Wish this year would have its U.S. radio debut on November 23rd, 2000, and a radio station in the market for Monmouth Ocean, New Jersey. And then because you Patreon supporters are awesome, I'm able to go through so many different archives and all sorts of fun things to give you so many different bits of trivia information. Well, the city, the station that has given the most love to My Only Wish this year since it came out, okay, is a radio station in the hudson valley market in new york that's right congratulations
2: the one every year my only wish just 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 keeps coming back every year and it you know it's all over the place every christmas which is cool 20 years down down the a songwriter's dream is to write a christmas song You know, i've had a couple christmas songs but uh the, by far I'm I'm proud of that one I wish we could have done things a little bit differently I go back I hear things and I cringe and I'm like oh that would have been cool if it was this or that but you know it, it was fun to do and I'm glad it I'm you know hearing it now I hear it all over I'm like it's really wild I just kind of forget uh that I did it I've been out of the business so long I, you know?
1: well and the thing is it's like but this is the gift that keeps on giving and I remember I think it was yeah. Ro- uh, Ross Golan said you know, leave it up to the Jews to write yeah, Christmas songs. That is hilarious. I love, I say it all the time. Yeah, it is true. We,
2: we, we really don't make uh we did uh, I love it. A lot of Jewish people, a lot of uh, those Christmas songs. I actually really love writing Christmas music.
1: My only wish is the song that keeps on giving. As a matter of fact, sales wise, back in 2021, The song would go two times platinum in Denmark and silver in the UK. In 2022, it would go gold in Australia and gold in Germany. And this year, the United States of America certified my only wish this year, gold. 23 years after its release. Now many people may say, James, I don't understand this. How did this take this long? Here's the thing, do not forget When the song first came out, this was a promotional single. It was never given a full single treatment. So this is what's happened. In addition, in 2023, there are now multiple official versions of this song that you can purchase and help with streaming and certifications. We have the instrumental that's out there now. We have the karaoke track, which you can hear both of the background vocalists then, we have the sped-up version.
0: Last night I took a walk in the snow. Couples holding hands, places don't go.
1: And the slowed-down version.
0: Oh, Couples holding hands, places do go.
1: Have you bought those yet? Have you streamed them yet? Let me know. Now, I reached out to Britney Spears' former A&R from Jive Records, Steve Lunt, who, if you haven't listened to any of my interviews with him, check him out. He was there for the signing, the developing, and putting together those first four studio albums. I had talked to him before about a Christmas song. How would doing a Christmas song benefit, let's say, Britney Spears at this time in 2000? Now, he said doing a Christmas song is good exposure. Nothing gets played over the whole holiday period, so Christmas songs can turn into classics, as proved with My Only Wish This Year. And he also brought up this song was released between Britney Spears' second studio album, Oops, I Did It Again, and third studio album, which was the Britney album. He said that it would have been considered a placekeeper, a radio song to keep her relevant between albums. And I think it did just that. And since you're on your phone right now, don't forget to join me on Instagram, the.original.doll. Also, join the Patreon community because of you all, you're able to keep this show going. Thank you so much. Now we're going to hop to my interview with one of the background vocalists for My Only Wish This Year, Jenny Carr. Now, Jenny Carr, I've been able to talk to several times about what that takes and what that entails to be a background vocalist. Now, many people were surprised when we talked about how you have so many different voices in songs, and sometimes you could have somebody doing parts of a lead vocal for another artist. The other thing is how these background vocalists are hired specifically to have their voice complement the artist that they are going to be on. Jenny Carr has worked with Britney Spears. She has worked with Jennifer Lopez and Paris Hilton and so many others. So I got to talk to her about her work on My Only Wish this year. How did you get involved in this? How did you get involved? Uh, because your voice is very prominent. Like I, I even have it down at about three minutes and seven seconds. How did you get involved and let's talk about all that
3: okay so um the year was was it 2000 when that song was recorded so it was one of britney's earlier songs right that i was involved with um so i was i had just sung on jennifer lopez's single and i was like a singer in new york and um had big ambitions and i finally was getting in the rooms with the producers and I had met Brian and Josh, KNS Productions, and I was doing a lot of work with them, singing a lot of demos for people, and so I think they, they were definitely coming up at the same time, but they were like the producers and the writers, and I was just like a little like backward, like a singer, I want to sing, I want to sing, and so um, they asked me to come in and sing on a bunch of material, on, and then they finally started working with Britney, and so... They called me because my voice blends really well with Britney Spears' voice. And um, and so I just, you know, during those times, you never knew what you sang on, if it was going to be a hit. You, you just never knew. But there were so many exciting sessions going on. And so um, I just sang on this Christmas song with them. And I guess it just kind of ended up being like some kind of evergreen song and uh, I don't know it's like it was like it's going to be her single the less so that was obviously very exciting and uh, so yeah it was just like one of the sessions that I was working on with them at the time and it was exciting and fun yeah. during the pand- pandemic I was living in Italy uh, with my husband and we uh, we were making a lot of music. He's also a writer and a producer and, and a singer during the pandemic. And we went grocery shopping and it came on the radio in the grocery store. And, you know, every year at Christmas, you don't you, you don't think about all the records that you're on until you hear them necessarily. So it came on and then uh, we did a Christmas concert and I performed the song this year, I was like, this is a great song, and it just like re-energized my love of the song. And so, yeah. So when I was in Italy shopping in a little town called Este, it came over the loudspeakers, and that was really cool. It made the world feel very small. Mm,
0: last night I took a walk in the snow. Couples holding hands, places to go. Seems like everyone but me is in love Santa, can you hear
3: me?
1: Was the My Only Wish this year, was that the first song of Britney's that you had worked on specifically for Britney? Or were there...
3: I think that might have been the first one that I did because I sang on three of her albums. And so it was like, uh, In the Zone was 2003, right? I know you're going to know the answer to this. And then uh, the other <laughs> The one Britney album was Britney. 2001. Britney album was 2000. So I, maybe it was the, it could have been the first one. It could have been.
1: Are these bringing back memories?
3: Bringing back so many memories. I mean, it is a walk down memory. Britney, God bless her lane. It is. It's amazing. I, I love it. It was such an exciting time to be a part of these records, you know, with these incredibly to producers. It was a very different time than like being in the studio working and uh, being a part of these like incredible projects.
1: When you were doing background vocals, so let's say my only wish this year, was it, hey, you just went in the studio and you only worked on that song or were you cutting different vocals for another song for you? Do you recall that where each session was a separate song or were there times where you did a couple at the same time?
3: Well, for that song, I believe that was the only song. I mean, it was always different doing a lot of sessions at that time, like in the studios with the producers, you know, a lot of things have kind of changed now, like not so many. It's not uh, it's not they don't have as many like big studios and those kinds of sessions as they did then, maybe. But I think that was we just went in just for that. And then there were other times that I would go in, like when I worked with Rodney, I think we did two songs when I went to Orlando. And, um, and then I think I did like a couple of others. I think I did two other songs with Brian and Josh, and then maybe the brave new world. I think that was a one off session on in the zone. So yeah, so it's always different
1: and i love the fact that so you know you're on my only wish this year and being able to hear your voice and in a previous episode i talked to songwriter cassia livingston
3: yes who i wrote, spoke to her today i know? texted her i said oh i saw that you were on this because and i wrote to her and she said to say hi to you she's because oh, I, I love her yeah I, she's one of the most dear people on the planet i love that woman
1: what i love is cassia explained you know to the listeners like She's like my voice is on there because it's supposed to complement Britney's voice, like let Britney's voice stand out.
3: Right. That's and right, she also has that soulful, breathy, love her that voice. voice that sounds good with like every voice, and that's really something. She's.
1: Well, and when we talked about it, I said, you know, because many times people are like, well, why are there all these voices on songs and everything? I said, first of all, this is not anything new. This is not, there's always been background vocalists. There's always been a choir, you know, especially like big pop songs.
3: Yes, that's right.
1: As a background vocalist, when you finally hear the final mixed version, what is that feeling like when you hear it and you hear your voice? Take me back to that. How does that feel?
3: I can tell you that I was a late bloomer, like in the industry. I was always like, I'm a singer. I'm a singer. I worked at record labels and it took me kind of like a long time to get in the rooms with people. And I feel like it was like a very crazy story getting there. But the first song that I sang on was with Corey Rooney on, um like the first big single that came out and I'd been called into Sony studios. Like it was like, midnight or something like that and i sang on jennifer lopez's if you have my love and i just remember i was like singing in a wedding band at the time and i wanted something very different with, to happen with my singing and so um i just remember being like i need to make a change in my life and good things were happening with singing and then i remember i went to sleep that night and I, oh w- when i went in the studio i was like this song is like a I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, you're a part of something great. But then for me, the most exciting thing that ever happened was, is that like, I went to sleep the night before saying, I really, really want to sing. I really want to do this. And I went to sleep and I woke up and my alarm went off. And it was like, if you have my love came on, it was her first, it was her debut single. And I just will never forget the feeling of being like, I'm going to really be cheesy now, but I was like, I'm in the zone.
1: Oh, I, lo- I love Brittany,
3: it. I love it. Not with Brittany, Brittany but with Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. I was like, I did it. I did it. And I was like, and no, there's more. And so it's like, I really am passionate about being a part of all of these like pop projects, a pop, part of pop history. And, and I love what you said, Cassia, I call her Casey, what she said yep. about like blending and lending your voice and textures and. So it, it's really, it never gets old and it it really is a dream, you know, I'm also like a writer and a vocal coach and session singer and all that, you know, and, and singing parlayed me into writing, but it's like, even just like, even singing, it's like, it just, it never gets old and it, and it's like, I feel like it's a real gift, you know, and it's like, I always liked being, you know, I never really pursued singing live and because i was always like i love being in the studio i love that part of the creative process and i just was always yeah i just it's it's amazing and then you get to be a part of these records that are they will always be there they're not going anywhere it's part of like you know pop history and so it's like i love it
1: Jenny, thank you so much for being here on The Original Doll. I truly appreciate you taking the time and and reminiscing with us about your your time working on Britney Project and specifically My Only Wish this year. So thank you so much for that.
3: Thank you, James. It's been really fun chatting with you. And I can't wait to speak with you soon.
1: Rewinding back to Thanksgiving 2019, Taylor Swift would be spending time in London and she came up with a little idea for a great song. It would end up becoming Christmas Tree Farm.
0: My winter nights are taken up by static stress and holiday shopping traffic. But I close my eyes and I'm somewhere else just like magic.
1: Of the many great things about Taylor Swift is she's given us, the listeners, insight into the evolution and the creation of so many songs. Christmas Tree Farm is no different. On December 1st, 2019, Taylor began working on an idea for Christmas Tree Farm. Now she acknowledged to the listeners that these chords that she was working with were not the normal music chords she was used to working with. She then talked about the theme of the song, and she said it was basically about living in the city and feeling low, but that your heart, your heart is like a Christmas tree farm. On December 2nd, 2019, you see video of her working with producer Jimmy Napes. Now, Jimmy Napes worked extensively with Sam Smith. What's great is you get to see the relationship between Taylor Swift And Jimmy Napes trying things out. These are parts of the creation that we tend not to see as a public. But Taylor Swift gives us more insight. That same day, Taylor Swift records the final vocals for the song. This is how quick that turnaround is. 24 hours creating this and recording the final vocals and on the next day taylor swift was seen with the choir recording the backgrounds for christmas tree farm Then, it would be released that week. Quick turnaround. The song would hit U.S. radio on December 6, 2019, and it would debut that specific day in over 70 different markets in the United States. And I get asked this question all the time, James, and if you join me on Patreon, you can send me questions too. What city has given the most love to Taylor Swift Christmas tree farm? That would be Congratulations, Providence, Rhode Island, has played the song more than any other radio station in the United States. Taylor Swift talked about growing up on a Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. And there is always illusions and references to forest and woods. So now when you go back and listen to her music, you go, Oh, I get this. I get where this is coming from. Now, this isn't the first time Taylor Swift dipped her toe into the Christmas realm. As a matter of fact, back in October of 2007, Taylor Swift would release the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection, a Christmas-themed EP. Now, it had six tracks on it, four of which were covers, White Christmas, Silent Night, Santa Baby, and Last Christmas. And there were two original songs, Christmases When You Were Mine, and Christmas Must Be Something More. Critics were warm to the EP. Many tended to spend more time highlighting Taylor Swift's original songs. The Taylor Swift Holiday Collection would go on to becoming platinum certified in the United States in July of 2018. Now, this would not be the last time that Taylor Swift would visit Christmas Tree Farm. In November of 2021, Taylor Swift would release Christmas Tree Farm, old-timey version. Now, this was created as a kind of juxtaposition as an almost opposite of the original one. She wanted this to be more laid back, more play it, sit by the fireplace, and relax. It has many of those same feels you have, but still new, that kind of nostalgic. Taylor Swift partnered with Amazon Music to give this an exclusive streaming right. Now, once again, this is Taylor Swift the creative, Taylor Swift the businesswoman, coming together and figuring out what is the best way to release this product. She did it, and it did well. Here is Christmas Tree Farm Old Timey version. Enjoy, and if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate on your preferred streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Thank you so much and check out my old interviews. My name is James Rodriguez. I'll see you on the flip side.
0: My winter nights are taken up by static stress and holiday shopping traffic. I close my eyes and I'm somewhere else, just like badges.